0: Thank you for the reading of Scripture. God's Word is holy, living, active. So I start this morning, I want to talk about a couple of friends Sven and Oli. Anybody recognize Sven and Oli? Well, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, and uh, Oli and Lena were ready to celebrate their 25th wedding anniversary, and uh, Sven comes to Oli and says, Oli, What you think, you've been thinking about your 25th wedding anniversary, that's a pretty big deal. What are you going to do for Lena? And Oli says, oh, Sven, I'm going to take her back to Sweden for our 25th. Sven says, oh, that'll be awesome. I bet she'll really like that. But Oli, if you do that for the 25th, you need to think ahead. What are you planning to do for the 50th? And Oli says, I've got that all figured out. He said, I told her I'd go back and get her on her 50th. (laughs) Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for your word. And thank you for our thoughts. May the meditations of our hearts, the words of my mouth, come forth in such a way to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen well we 're in the process of uh, finishing up our series on faithfulness, being faithful and when the lead team contacted me to uh, be the interim pastor they they said we 're you know in the middle of a faithful series, and uh, I thought that 's great. I love the faithfulness of God. you know his uh, mercies extend from generation to generation. but you know this series is uh, concluding today and You know, back the first Sunday in January, Pastor Colleen kicked off this series, uh, Faithfulness. Speaking of Pastor Colleen, I am so grateful to work with the staff that you have here at uh, Roseville Covenant. Colleen and Alicia, Heidi and Christy and uh, Sue in the office. What a great crew to come together and uh, connect with uh, almost on a daily basis as we work together, plan, and prepare, and uh, uh, do the work of ministry. The work of that ministry, by the way, is to equip you to be the, the ministers, to go out from this sanctuary and be the ministers in this community where God has placed you. But Pastor Colleen uh, started this series, Pastor Dell uh, followed up with a great message, a great challenge. It was my understanding that he really um, challenged uh, several to make that commitment of faith to Jesus, Uh, the most important commitment that any of us can make, that uh, commitment to our Lord Jesus Christ. Matt Brown from uh, Covenant Pines was here and gave an awesome message from the Old Testament and uh, reminded us of God's faithfulness. And how can we forget the uh, testimony of uh, Sanya Oaks and the word that she brought to us, and just the ways in which she uh, demonstrated how God had been faithful in her life. Last week, you had a chance to hear a little bit of my story, how God has brought me to the place that He has uh, brought me on this particular uh, journey of life. And uh, today, we want to finish up talking about uh, uh, salt and light. But from Hebrews chapter 11, we find uh, these words faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith. Faith is what God gives to us, it's how we live, it's how we respond. We know that God is faithful. We could look at some scriptures, uh, first of all, from Deuteronomy chapter 7. We find in uh, verse 9, this is one of the uh, sermons that Moses gives to the children of Israel as uh, they're about ready to enter into the promised land. If you remember the story, they had been in slavery for 400 years by the hands of the Egyptians, and uh, God sent Moses to let the people go and to talk to Pharaoh. But as Moses is talking to the people, he says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. He is the faithful God. And he wanted, Moses wanted to remind the children of Israel that this same God that delivered them out of Egypt, that brought them through the wilderness on the verge of entering the promised land, was going to continue to be faithful in his life. And then we look at the end of Joshua, Joshua chapter 21, and we find these words after Joshua led the people across the Jordan River. As he divided and conquered the land... In chapter 21, verses, um, let me begin at verse 43. It says, So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their forefathers, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their forefathers. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord handed all their enemies over to them. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. As Joshua was speaking, and uh, this comes right before the the text in uh, Joshua 24, where Joshua tells the people, Choose this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the reason Joshua could say that is because not one of all the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. And then, of course, we remember the story of Job. Job was a godly man, a righteous man, and uh, he walked in the ways of God. But Satan came to God and, and said, to God, have you considered your servant Job? And uh, God allowed Satan to take not only health and family, and in the midst of all of that, even his wife said, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? But Job, in the midst of all of this, in Job chapter 19, Uh, There at uh, verse 25, he says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end He will stand upon the earth, and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. He had faith. He believed, even in the midst of all of that. In the book of Lamentations, which follows the book of Jeremiah, uh, it's called Lamentations because the people are lamenting. They're, they're sad because the city of Jerusalem has fallen. The Babylonians have come and taken captive. They have burned the, the buildings, and the city is destroyed. But in the midst of the book of Lamentations in chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, We are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. And so Jeremiah, as he's writing these words of lamentations, gives to us hope, even in the midst of despair. So whatever you might be going through, the Israelites, 400 years in captivity, 40 years of wandering through the wilderness, And God was faithful. Joshua says, every single one of these promises have been fulfilled. And even as we sang, great is thy faithfulness, we can sing that because of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, which says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Our circumstances might change. We get news from the, the doctor that uh, we have cancer, and it uh, destroys our, our self-worth, our identity for a moment, at least. But then, in the watches of the night, we remember the praise that we had in the sanctuary, we remember this God who is faithful. And we remember that He is our God, that He has called us, that He has separated us from the world, and we belong to Him. And so, no matter what we experience or what we go through, He is there for us. So, as we think of this faithfulness of God, what is our response to that? And in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 20, we begin to see a little bit of that response that God calls us to. In verse 13, he says, you are the salt of the earth. And so we have salt. Salt is an an amazing item. It can be used for flavoring. We use it to uh, add flavor to the eggs, or the potatoes, or the meat, the vegetables, We flavor our food with salt. But it's also used to preserve. And in uh, the New Testament times, they didn't have refrigerators and freezers. And so they had to use salt to preserve the meats and uh, the foods. And they used it for flavoring and preserving. But with salt, we also soften our water. We use it for scrubbing pots and pans, for cleaning and, and various things like that. We use it for melting snow and ice and uh, hopefully the road crews are out there putting some sand and salt down for their trip home. We use it to put in a, a soaking tub and soak some of the aches and pains and even some of the minor cuts and bruises that we have. We are the salt of the earth. And a little bit of salt has a huge impact. It's kind of like the the little boy that had the uh, five fish and the two loaves. Or is it the other way around? I forget. Um, But he had a little lunch. It was a little, but God made it a lot because he served all those people and there was some left over. Salt is very significant and very important. We also find that this text says that you are the light of the world. So not only are you to go out and and be a flavor and and preserve this Christian faith, but you're to be a light, a light to this world. And as we look at um, uh, the Old Testament text in the book of Isaiah, uh, we find these words in Isaiah 9, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. We celebrated that at Christmas during Advent. We we talked about the darkness, or you talked about the darkness and the light that was coming. At least I assume you did, because in the Christian faith, the season of Advent is a time for us to look to what God is doing in our lives. And out of the darkness, he brings that light. And from John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, we find that uh, this light is Jesus himself. Verses 4 and 5 of John chapter 1, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. So often the darkness does not understand this love that God has for his people. Too many people are fearful of the God who is taught to be a, a, an angry man with a giant club ready to hit you over the head when you make a mistake. But that's not the God I know. The God I know is a faithful God. The God I know is a God of love. The God I know is the one who, when I make a mistake and I confess my sin, when I acknowledge that I have missed the mark or fallen short, the God that I know encompasses me, forgives me, cleanses me, picks me up, brushes me off, sets me on my feet, and allows me to go forward. This God is a faithful and loving God. And in John chapter 9, we see that Jesus says, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Well, I would just like to remind us that we are that light. We are the light that some people may ever see. And God is counting on us to be salt and light. In Genesis 1-3, the first words that God ever uttered, he said, let there be light. One of the authors that I have appreciated over the last few years is Mark Batterson. And he's written a number of books. But the one that I'm referencing this morning is a book called Whisper, How to Hear the Voice of God. And in that book, he talks about Genesis 1:3. And here's a, a paraphrase of Mark Batterson on Genesis 1:3 when God said, "Let there be light." He says, "Let there be electromagnetic radiation with varying wavelengths traveling at 186,282 miles per second. Let there be radio waves, microwave, microwaves and X-rays. Let there be photosynthesis and fiber optics. Let there be LASIK surgery, satellite communication, and suntans. And let there be rainbows after rainstorms. Let there be light, the first recorded words, the first recorded miracle of God. Light is the source of vision. Without it, we can't see a thing. Light is the key to technology. It's how we can talk to someone halfway around the world without so much as a second's delay, because light can circle the globe seven and a half times a second. Light is the first link in the food chain. No photosynthesis equals no food. Light is the basis of health. The absence of light causes everything from vitamin D deficiency to depression to the seasonal affective disorder. And Mark Batterson goes on to say, Did you know that embryologists have recently captured the moment of conception? What they discovered is that at the exact moment a sperm penetrates an egg, the egg releases billions of zinc atoms that emit light. Sparks fly, literally. And that miracle of conception is a microcosm that mirrors God's first Four words, let there be light. We are the light of the world. And as the light of the world, God calls us to let our light shine, to let this light shine in our community, to let others know that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And we have what God calls us to have He gives us gifts, and he challenges us to be his people in this community. The last part of uh, this text, verses 17 to 20, Jesus says he comes not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And literally, what he is saying, if we are going to live by the law, then we need to do what it says in the last verse of chapter 5 of Matthew. Verse 48 says, Be perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Not one of us can make that claim because we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We've all missed the mark. No matter how how hard we try, no matter how often we start over, We continue to fall short, and we are continually in need of God's grace. And God's grace is what being faithful is all about. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because God delivered the children of Israel from the slavery in Egypt. Because God fulfilled all his promises to uh, the Israelites as they entered into the promised land. Because Job, even though everything was taken from him, could say, say, I will see God, I will see my Savior in the flesh. So in Micah, we find these words. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly? to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Let me pray. Lord God, the challenge is clear. Your faithfulness is real, and you have called us to be salt and light in this world. I pray, Lord, that we would be salty enough to touch people around us, that we would bear your light in such a way that people would see you. Because we have beheld you in the sanctuary. We've seen your glory and your strength. We know who you are. And we know who we are. So, Lord, I pray that you would fill us again with the power of your Holy Spirit, that as we go forth, that we would be salt and light in this world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand as we sing our uh, concluding hymn. Number 617, Will You Let Me Be Your Servant?